Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 22nd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe it is the will of God that we walk in new levels in 2021. I believe God wants us to level up in every area of our lives. But for us to level up, we have to do it on purpose. It has to be intentional. dealing with this, I told you that we were going to have progress on purpose in five areas of our lives that I was going to cover. I've only covered really the first one. I'm in the second one now. I told you that, that we need to level up spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally. We covered the first one already spiritually, and I broke that up into different parts. And now financially, I'm I'm breaking this up into different parts as well. I told you that for financially, I would teach you about soul prosperity, And the answer to poverty, I did that already. I told you I would teach you about tithes and offerings. That's kind of where we are today. Uh, I told you I would teach you about sowing into ministry. uh, And then we'll deal with that next week. Giving to the poor. And then finally, the purpose of your prosperity. Why is it that God wants you to prosper in this world? What does he want you to do with it, right? So there is a purpose behind, behind our prosperity. And the purpose of prosperity is evangelism. All right, so... Progress on purpose, leveling up in the area of your finances. Today, we dealt with times yesterday. So today, I'm going to deal with the importance of your offerings to God. The importance of you giving an offering that is above and beyond the 10% tithe. All right, you got it? All right, so this is very important. Let's get into it. Um, Before I get into it, before I actually get into the message, I just want to say this. I'm led to say this. What I'm sharing with you is not something I read in a book, right? So, so for me, um, when, whenever I teach something, um, I minister out of my overflow. Like I minister out of my life. I really don't teach you things on today's word that I just read or that I just studied or that I haven't proven out myself. So I'm not telling you something about tithes and offerings that I read in a book and that's not real to me, right? I, I'm, I'm talking to you, this is how I live. I was raised on welfare. I was raised on food stamps. I hated going to the bodega and buying food with food stamps when my mama sent me to the store with food stamps. I hated that. I did not like that at all. My wife was raised with no running water, no electricity, right? I mean, so I'm not telling you, we didn't. we were not born with silver spoons in our mouths or anything like that. So, so for us, Isabella and I, to open up our hearts to whatever God wants to do in the area of finances, this is God. This is grace. This is just a believer saying, okay, God, what do you want? I want, I, all I want is what you want in every area of my life, uh, of my life, and then finances as well. Uh, God can give you money as a ministry, right? I mean, so you could fund kingdom projects around the world. God can give you money with a mission. God can give you prosperity with a purpose. And so I pray that you just open up your heart to this teaching. So what does this mean to you today about giving an offering above the 10% tithe? So I have four things to share with you on this morning. And as I get into these four things, I really want you now to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Just give me a few minutes. Lock in four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, number one, let's start this teaching 
with the widow's might or the widow's offering. So, and, and that's number one, let's learn from the widow's offering. There's some things that we can learn here. In Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44, the Bible says, Jesus sat near the temple collection box and watched as people put money into it. That's interesting right there. I'm going to deal with that. Jesus was by the offering and he paid attention to what people were putting into it. Many rich people put in a lot of money. Then a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth less than a penny. Now, Jesus called his followers to him and said, now, this poor widow put in only two small coins. But the truth is, she gave more than all the rich people. They had plenty and they gave only out of what they do not need. This woman is very poor. She gave everything she had. It was the money that she needed to live on. Now, so he's saying this, this lady needs this money to live on and she gave it. Not 10%, 100%. And there's some things that we can learn from her situation. Now, think about her situation for a minute, right? Just think about it. First of all, Jesus paid attention to what people were given, right? I, I want you to let that sink in for a minute. Jesus was standing by the offering and he was paying attention to what people were given, right? So let that, let that minister to you. Then Jesus was not happy with the people who only gave what they did not need, right? So it, it wasn't a matter about like the percentage. It was like, yeah, these people might be giving a lot, but they, it doesn't even touch them. It, 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 they're giving out of their abundance. They don't even need it. Let, let me say it this way. Look at me. If your offering doesn't mean much to you, it's not going to mean much to God, <laughs> right? God is, is looking at your heart. It's not about the size of the check. It's about the condition of your heart and the condition that you're in. God is not asking you to give something you don't, you don't have. And so, so everybody is going to have to give in accordance with what they have. This woman did not give 10%. Remember, I dealt with tithing yesterday. She gave 100%. She gave what the text says she needed to live on. Now, notice, let me say something. Notice that Jesus didn't say, all right, excuse me, because this lady gave out of what she needed to live on, I'm going to take the money out of the offering and give it back to her, right? This is not right. This is not right. We shouldn't receive an offering from somebody who really needs it. This is not right. There's rich people in this church, but then there are people that don't have much. And no, no, we can't let you give because you don't have a lot. That's not what Jesus said. Notice that Jesus didn't give the money back to her and notice that Jesus didn't tell her not to give. It's okay, honey. You don't have to give because you don't have a lot. You don't have to give. No, here's the point. She could not afford to give. Therefore, she could not afford not to give. Let me say that again. She could not afford to give. Therefore, she could not afford not to give. See, Jesus understands the kingdom. And Jesus is like, no, the whole system of the earth operates on, a, on sowing and reaping, cause and effect, the free will of humans. Jesus knew that this woman, if she was ever going to get out of poverty, she needed to have seed in the ground in order to get out of her financial situation. See, some people today would say, oh, look at that. That church is taking money from poor people. And there's rich people in that congregation. Now, that's not right. 
right? There's Mercedes Benz out there. There's this out there. Look at all these cars. And then the, a poor person come in. They're stealing money. What are you talking about? You, you don't have any understanding of the kingdom. You, 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 need, you should not talk about things that you, people criticize what they do not understand. So we can't like take something and say, no, baby, you don't have to give. If you really need it, then you have to give. You have to have seed in the ground. We're not taking advantage of anybody. Jesus was like, no, this woman needs to give because he understood that in the, in the kingdom, there's no way that God, who is the Lord of the harvest, was going to see to it that this woman who gave 100%, not 10%, this woman who gave 100% was not going to be blessed. Jesus did not criticize her. Jesus applauded her. Why did Jesus applaud her? Because he knew that her harvest would be greater than her seed. Listen, this is kingdom. This is G Jesus. Like this woman is trusting God. And there's no way that my father, who is the Lord of the harvest, is going to stand by and watch this woman give 100% the things that she needs to live on and then not bless her. There's no way. This woman is trusting my daddy. And my daddy is going to bless her richly because my daddy is the Lord of the harvest. You got it? All right. I'll do some more teaching on this. Number two. To understand the importance of your offering to God, you must understand the difference between a harvest and an inheritance, right? And I think people kind of get this mixed up. And so because of Jesus, we have a glorious inheritance. Now, this is equal for everybody. Let me, let me differentiate between the inheritance, which is for everybody, and the harvest, which is, which is not equal. So let me, let me explain. So in Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, from the Passion Bible, the Bible says, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Oh, I love that. The Holy Ghost whispers into your heart, you are God's beloved child. And the text says, and since we are God's true children, then we qualify. I qu Say, I qualify. So we qualify to share in all of his treasures. Indeed, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And we get to inherit everything that, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. Say that. Say everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me, right? So this is about inheritance, right? But that's the difference in harvest. I'm going to differentiate here in a minute. So this past Sunday, my spiritual mother, Apostle Cynthia Brazelton, she was teaching about this. Uh, about this point here. And she said, there is a difference between an inheritance and a harvest. Harvest comes because of what I do. Inheritance comes because of who I am. So this is, this is very important for you to understand this. Apostle Cynthia, her emphasis was on inheritance. Today, my emphasis is on harvest. And so let me, let me differentiate, but let's deal with inheritance first. So as it relates to your spiritual inheritance, Jesus qualified you. Because of Jesus, you are qualified. Say, I am qualified. All right. So Jesus qualified you. You are declared righteous because of Jesus. You are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ himself. You are qualified, not because of what you do. You are qualified, not because of what you failed to do. You are qualified only because of what Jesus did. Some things come to us as a result of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest, cause and effect. But many things come to us simply because of what Jesus did for us. Because of Jesus, we are qualified. Because of Jesus, we have a spiritual inheritance. And inheritance is not based on seed. It is based on identity. You got it? All right. Now, our sp spiritual inheritance is equal. Let me drive home this point too. Our spiritual inherit inheritance is equal for everybody, but the harvest is not. So 
The blood of Jesus applies to every believer. Forgiveness of sin applies to all believers equally. Eternal life is, is made available to everyone who accepts Jesus as Lord. See, we all get the same salvation. We all get the same eternal life. We all get the same Holy Spirit. But now here comes the difference. The difference between harvest and inheritance is, is a stark difference. Your inheritance has nothing to do with you. Your harvest has everything to do with you. <laughs> so your inheritance has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus. Your harvest has everything to do with you. It is contingent upon what you sow. If you sow little, you're going to reap little. If you sow nothing, you're going to reap nothing. Now, you're still going to be saved. You're still going to go to heaven. You're still going to have the Holy Spirit. But down here in this world, you're not going to reap a harvest because you don't have seed in the ground. You got it? All right. Let me keep teaching. Number three, the size of your seed determines the size of your harvest. This is, this is not rocket science. I mean, like what I'm teaching is real simple. You got to get this down in your heart. Second Corinthians, let me walk you through second Corinthians chapter two. I mean, second Corinthians chapter nine, verses six through 10. Let's just go verse by verse because I, I think you got to get this down in your heart. So verse six, Paul says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. So if you read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the apostle Paul is talking about money. Now, don't come to me like, oh, this is spiritual inheritance. No, no, no. Look, I, I, the Bible is full of spiritual things. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 is talking about money. Don't try to make it something that is not. So if you read it, Paul is clearly talking about money. And then Paul says, He's making it clear that the size of your seed dictates the size of your harvest. If you decide, you get to decide, look at me, you get to decide the size of your harvest by the size of your seed. You get to decide the size of the harvest that you get from God by the size of the seed that you sow towards God. And, and so this is not equal. Unlike inheritance, inheritance equal for everybody. Harvest is not equal. The reason why harvest is not equal is because seed is not equal, right? We don't all sow the same seed. Therefore, we're not going to all get the same harvest. It's an individual endeavor. It's a matter of your heart, which is your desire, and your will, which is your decisions. You have to have the desire and the decision. You have to have the, some people have the desire, but then they don't do it. No, 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 no. You got to have the desire, the desire and the decision. You got to want to sow and then you got to sow. You have to actually do it. Paul's message is simple. If you sow a little bit, you're going to reap a little bit. If you sow a whole bunch, you're going to reap a whole bunch. The size of your harvest is contingent upon what you decide to sow. And this is your choice. You get to participate in your own prosperity as it relates to finances. You got it? All right. Verse seven. Paul says, let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves people who give with a generous heart, who, who are hilarious in their giving, who are coming and they're giving and they're excited about, they're not giving grudgingly, they're not giving out of necessity. No, their heart is in their giving and they have a joy. This giving is not something I got to do. No, giving is something I get to do. Man, this is this is amazing. I get to sow into the kingdom. I get to honor God in the area of my finances. God is allowing me to sow into the kingdom. That's amazing. So when you when you sow with that mentality, it's a whole different thing. Verse 8, Paul says, yes, God is more than ready 
to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will always have more than enough of everything you need. Every moment and every way, God will make an overflow of abundance flow towards you so that you will always be, another translation says, you will always have all sufficiency in all things at all times, right? But you got to have a desire to be a conduit of kingdom finance. You got to have a desire to want to sow. So God is able to make all grace abound towards you, but you have to be able, you have to have a desire to sow. Verse nine says, just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and his generous deeds will never be forgotten. The generous God, verse 10, last verse for, for that I'm going to deal with. Verse 10, this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, watch, I love this. He says, first, God supplies your every need plus more. Then he supplies the seed for you to sow it. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. Then he gives you a harvest of generosity. You know what I'm saying? So watch this. God is, God puts seed in your hand. When you get a, when you get income, everything that comes into your house, that, that seed to sow and and God through the Holy spirit will show you what part of this is seed for sowing. What part of this is bread for eating? Now, some of it is bread for eating. I'm supposed to enjoy it. God wants me to enjoy life. God, God is not opposed to you having, God gives you all things richly to enjoy. You can have what, things, things is fine. There's nothing wrong with having things. God, God is not opposed to things. God is just opposed to things having you, right? And so God will give you things. He wants you to have bread for eating, but he also wants you to know that part of that is seed for sowing. And what you don't want to do is eat your seed, right? No, you got to sow that seed. And so, so God gives you seed. This is seed for sowing. God says, okay, now this is bread for eating. From what's left, enjoy it. Have fun with it. You can enjoy life. Nothing wrong with that, right? And so you have seed for sowing. You have bread for eating. And the Holy Spirit will tell you which one is which. But don't eat your seed. If you don't have seed in the ground and you mess around and eat your seed, one day you're going to wake up and realize that you don't have a harvest because you never put seed in the ground. Now, one of the things that Isabella and I, we can stand on is that we have seed in the ground. We're, we're sowing continually. If you want continual harvest, you got to sow continual seed. Say amen to that, right? This is real simple. Okay, number four and finally, last point for today. You will reap whatever you sow. Last point for today as I release you into the weekend. You will reap whatever you sow. Now, I'm going to use my mother as an example for this last point because I'm trying to make this real simple. Galatians 6 and 7 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Like whatever you reap, you're going to sow. The apostle Paul is like, this is not even hard to understand. If you look at your life, you are reaping a harvest on the seeds that you're sowing. If you don't, if you look at your life and you don't like the harvest that you're reaping, you need to check the seed that you're sowing. This is not hard. So I'm going to use my mother as an example. So as far back as I can remember, my mother has given away food. <laughs> my mother has given away clothes. And my mother is super duper friendly. The Bible says if a man is to have friends, he has to show himself friendly, right? So my mother sows seeds of food. She sows seeds of clothes and she sows seeds of friendliness. And as a result, my mother has never lacked for food. She's never lacked for clothes and she's never lacked for friends, right? I mean, like even uh, my sister and I talk about this one. I remember being in the Dominican Republic years ago when we had this small house and people would show up from the country early in the morning, or sometimes I would wake up and go outside and there'd be like a bag of coconuts or a whole thing of bananas or 
plantains, platanos, or whatever. And people from the country, real poor people, would bring us food. Why? Because my mama gave them food. And she was, and, and she gave them food. And then when they had a harvest of something, they'll be like, let's go be a blessing to her. Right? And so she would never, my mother would never run out of food. Never. Because she gives food away every day. She's always giving food, giving food. She gives clothes. She's super duper friendly. She she taught me and my sister how to maintain relationships. Call such and such. It's such and such birthday. You need a call. You need, like, you know, she's really picky about, like, how to maintain relationships relationships and all that. And because of that, she has a lot of friends. I mean, like she's on the phone all day long. Now, here's the point. That's not hard to understand. She sows food. What does she reap? Food, right? So she sows clothes. What does she reap? Clothes. People always giving her clothes. She sows friendship. What does she reap? Friendship. If you sow love, what people going to be loving towards you? If you are quick to forgive, People are going to be quick to forgive towards you. If you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, this is not hard to understand, but when it comes to money, people, oh, hey, oh, ah, people get funny when you talk about money, like, like as if the, the principle doesn't apply. If you sow money, you're going to reap money. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I mean, this is, you honor God with the tithe and then you sow beyond that as you're led of the Holy Spirit. And if you reap financially, I mean, if you sow financially, you're going to reap financially. This is not rocket science. And so now, if you have not been participating in giving, guess what? You're not going to participate in receiving. It's really that simple. So now as a born again believer, look, if God is, if this message is ministering to you, maybe you're convicted. Fine. You should be convicted. Just be like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? From now on, honor the Lord with the first 10%. That's tithe. You don't even get to decide on that. And then beyond that, okay, Holy Spirit, how much of this is seed for sowing? How much of this is bread for eating is really that simple. And you are going to reap whatever you sow. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I mean, this is really important. Like I want you to level up in every area of your life and financially is important too. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta conquer this thing. Like, so you're not struggling financially. All right. So lift up your voice and declare this so we can go into the weekend. Say, father, I thank you for teaching me about sowing and reaping. You are the Lord of the harvest. You will see to it that I reap a harvest on every seed sown. You put financial seed in my hands. You then lead me by your spirit concerning what part of it is seed for sowing and what part of it is bread for eating. I will sow my seed and I will enjoy my harvest. To ensure that I have a continual harvest, I sow continual seed. I will never eat my seed. I honor you, Father, with the first 10% of all of my increase. And then I sow beyond that as I'm led of the Holy Spirit. Living this way, I will level up in 2021 in the area of my finances. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I'm telling you, this is something I had to learn. I didn't, I, I walked with God. I preached the gospel when I was broke for years. I preached and Isabella and I were broke. We were tithers and we, we were even tithers and we were broke because we didn't have a revelation of giving. It wasn't until like 2002 that really I opened up my heart to this reality and then we started sowing 
on purpose beyond the time. And then since then, we've been on the road to to really living a completely different lifestyle. Um, and so now we can fund kingdom projects. We could do, you, we, you know, we minister out of our overflow. So, so this is an area where I, I think a lot of believers have to grow. And I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. Next week, I'm going to talk about sowing into ministry. I'm going to talk about giving to the poor. And I'm going to talk about the purpose of your prosperity. Do me a favor, two things. If this message has been a blessing to you, I see a lot of stuff going on in the chat. Please uh, leave me some comments in the chat. I want to hear from you. Um, and then I'll go back and read every one of those. And then uh, share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. And if you're watching on YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, subscribe to the channel and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when we have a new video. So go into this day and go into this weekend, determine right now that you're going to level up in every area of your life to include your finances. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.